Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Some guests and Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff, Oilers Now sent you. Yo, Brendan. Shoot your brother a tax man once in a while. You know what I'm saying, Brendan, from Roos Chris? This is Oilers Now, 1235 in Edmonton. By the way, between 9.30 on Tuesday night and 12.45, was it that late? Yeah, between 9.30 and 12.45 on Tuesday night after the game, 273 texts. One guy who didn't text me, because he knew, Louis DeBrus joining us from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Louis, how you doing? Hey, Bob, how you doing? Oh, doing man. pretty good today. I'm sure your phone did blow up. Uh, as did yours. You can text us at 630-630. We have great listeners to this show. I have already asked. All right, so the move's been made. And we'll discuss that move in a second. But the move's been made with Peter Shirelli. Uh, I Again, there's, there's things that happened over the Shirelli's tenure that I don't necessarily believe were just uh, were pushed by Peter and rubber stamped and agreed. I think there were some other perspectives shared. Sometimes that happened. Sometimes that didn't happen. And I've asked people for solutions moving forward. What do you do when you're trying to make the playoffs, uh, and, but you also don't want to give up any, any assets? And we've got some terrific texts, so I will get to some of those texts a little bit later on. I, I just don't want to ignore the people that have uh, put all the uh, the work in a sentence of some terrific ideas. Louis, first of all, uh, your thoughts on the move that was made, uh, because based upon the public sentiment over the last week and a half, I, I would suggest you, and it's certainly something an organization can be cognizant of, because it's still a business at the end of the day, uh, a passionate business to say the least, somewhat inevitable that this was ultimately going to happen? You could see the writing on the wall. I think that, uh, you know, that's been the sentiment, and I think that you know, you, you talk to anybody, that was the the talk that was going around the city. Um, the team playing the way they're playing right now, I think, magnify that exponentially, and rightfully so. Uh, but 
Yeah, you know, listen, when, when Todd McClellan was let go, I think that the, the focus shifted to Peter Shirelli in even more of a bigger way. And I, I have to commend him for trying to shake things up and trying to put together a team as quickly and in short term as he could by making changes to try and fill some vastly needed holes. But uh, they didn't really work, and they haven't worked. And I'm not saying that they're not going to work, but they haven't. And as a result, the team just seemed to be spinning its tires. I mean, they've only won back-to-back games one time, I believe, in the last 19 games. Right. Um, that's just not good enough. It's just not good enough, and it's a team that's just on the outside looking in. Listen, I heard you say yesterday, I did listen to some of your show, I know that you said it's hard to facilitate this type of uh, a move. Like when you when you fire a general manager mid-season, it's difficult mm-hmm. because the, the guys for potentially you might have to come in and fill that role are in positions elsewhere. And they're, they're at a time right now when you're right before the trade deadline, when you're trying to bolster your roster or make movements for the future, it's a real difficult time to try and pull somebody from those teams that have already done all their planning for that respective organization. Um, to move forward. So, and I understand that. But at the same time, I think that when you look at Edmonton and the position they're in right now, and they're not that far outside the playoff picture looking in, it was time now to shake things up. And this is another shakeup, much like the Todd McClellan move was. This is another shakeup um, to the core that, you know, just signals to everybody involved that's not just the players that's the players uh, management group the coaching staff everybody in the organization you know can feel this type of a vibration when it goes through and you, you relieve the general manager of his duties and you know you heard bob nicholson talk about it. he's going to look at this organization from the inside out and he's going to look at every single aspect of it and now you're under a microscope from the player's perspective no player likes to see this happen uh, I've been involved in, in, in this yep. with organizations, with management changing, coaches changing, all that stuff. Let me tell you, they, no player likes to be involved in this. They understand where this is and what position they're in. But it certainly will shed some light on this, and you have no choice but to respond to it. I like the fact that the team is shaking things up right now. They're putting players on waivers. They're putting players down to minors. If they don't feel they're playing up the par, the Ryan Spooner move, a young player like Yamamoto goes down. Could he potentially be back up? Absolutely. If he goes down there and, and starts playing well, there, there's no question he can still get a recall. But they're looking at this already from a different perspective. If you're if you're not doing what's expected of you, it's going to be noticed, it's going to be talked about, and it's going to be brought out to the open. And it's time for that. It's, it's overdue for that. And I think, you know, a lot of times when you have a team that you're putting the pieces together and you heard Ken Hitchcock talk about it a little bit and I mean obviously a coach's hands are tied as the clone's hands were to a certain extent and Ken Hitchcock you're only able to deal with the players that are in front of you and that's the approach that every coach takes you know this is what I have to deal with so what can I do as a coach to best magnify this and make this the best possible group that I can put on the ice what system do I have to implement that makes them the most effective with the skill sets that we have and as of right now, it's not good enough. So that's going to be the emphasis moving forward from what I took from that press conference from Bob Nicholson is they're going to look at skill differently. Keith Gretzky is a guy that comes from a scouting background. He works relentlessly hard at trying to pick those types of players. And they're going to, they're going to look at this throughout the rest of this year and try and make better decisions on skill sets that they need 
to make this team much better. So, Lou, yeah, sorry, Louis. Uh, just, just maybe we can provide some insight for the listeners right now. Louis DeBras joining us for NHL Hockey and Rogers. One of the most, for me, one of the most rewarding parts of our jobs is the opportunity and the time that we get to spend with the coaches. And Todd McClellan over the last well, three and a half years and Ken Hitchcock have been very accommodating in that regard, have they not? 100%. And I and you know, I agree with you. I, I think for me it's, it's one of the biggest firsts for me because I just love hearing the mindsets of these guys. These guys are great hockey minds, and they think the game on a totally different level than most people. And I, I like listening to the way they dissect things, the way they break it down. You're dealing with 23 or more different personalities on a, on a hockey team, trying to make everybody yeah. tip and do the, do the right things to make the team better. So it's <laughs> I don't envy the job. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't envy the job, and I certainly don't envy a general manager's job these days in the National Hockey League. It's, it's a tougher market to make deals in salary cap. I mean, you, you have to grind, and you have to number one have the assets to be able to trade for assets. Number two. Um, you're not going to always come out on top of the deals. It's, sometimes you're just it's, yeah. you're not going to win. All right. And it was happening too often here where they weren't winning the deals, and that was the perception. And it's hard for me to argue with that perception. I, I you know I look at it and I understand why deals were made. I truly do. I look at some of the deals that were made and I understand them, but they just haven't worked out the way they want them to work. All out. All right. So here's That's, where you have to face the music. Here's where I want to go here, Louis. So we have and have had access and understand the challenges and the complexities of the coaching end of things. Uh, would you would you agree that the same opportunity uh, that that Peter Shirelli was more close? You would agree with that, right? Sorry, say that again. Would what you, you agree? You yeah, we had we had the you know we have we we're privileged in our role as broadcasters to have access to the coaches. They've been tremendous with their time. In terms of Peter, as a manager, those same opportunities are not there. Is that correct? No, no, not nearly who, as much. Who would be? Who would be of our traveling group? Who would be the one guy that would force the issue the most? You think? <laughs> well, you. But that's in everything you do. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know what? I and I understand where you're going. I mean, listen. But that was that was. That That's how he wanted it done, right? Listen, listen, this is the thing, though. That every every single general manager, every single coach is different. There's going to be yep. coaches that won't give you the amount of time we've We've been lucky. Well. We've been blessed. We get lucky in that regard, yep. and I, I, I fully respect that and appreciate that immensely. But there are coaches around the league, as you've come across, when you go in there, you just don't get the same time, the same answers. Sometimes they're short, sweet, to the point, and that's just the way they like to do business, and that is totally fine with me, too. Yeah, um, you, you have some you coaches... You can't sit here and say, this is the way you have to do it. Right. I'm sorry. They have that decision. They can do it the way they want to do it, and that's the right they have. You have some coaches that maybe aren't quite as, uh, you know, I, hey, I, I got a timeline during the course of the day. I can give you guys three or four minutes, but I can't give you 20. And then you're on the road with them, and they'll say, hey, do you want to go for a beer at 8 o'clock yeah, at night, I right? Tell, That's also- i got to tell you, most of them are hockey guys like we've talked about, and they want to talk. Yeah. So this is the world that we're yeah. in. We love yeah. talking hockey, just like the fans and people that listen to your show and people that are passionate about this game. Every single day at breakfast, at lunch, at dinner, while you're at the, the water cooler at work, you're talking hockey. And listen, they're no different. It's nonstop all the time. Um, sometimes I'm sure it can get to the point where they don't. They need to close that out, as you do. I'm sure you're walking down the street. People come up and talk to you. There's times you'll talk more, and there's times you'll talk less. It's just the nature of the person. But 
I don't I don't judge anybody on that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Louis DeBrus joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. So this text comes in, and it's an interesting text here, Bob. I I hope the fans. IMAX says I hope the fans hit their reset buttons here. They affected change. They got it. Now what you gonna do? And that's where I want to go next, because yesterday, yep. you know, like yesterday, Bob Nicholson said. There's, you know, there's still an expectation of making the playoffs here, but we're not going to mortgage to the future. So how do you do that, Louis? Very difficult. And, and you know what? You try and make the right decisions and bring in the right personnel and the right players. And, you know, you you scour the earth. <laughs> you scour the league and you, you meticulously scout and you watch and you listen. And, you know, that's what it's all about. It really is. And the good teams, for whatever reason, the good teams that have historically been good at it continue to be good at it because they have a system. And that's one thing that I picked out from, from Bob's speech, too, that I like. It's from his address, not speech but address, is the fact that they need to look at this from every single aspect in the organization. And I agree with that. You have to, you have to make this a winning culture. You have to make this by design how you want to move forward. Um, but that's how you do it, you know, and, and here's the thing. It, there's no magic pill. There's no magic ingredient. This is going out there and trying to make moves that benefit your team, that don't mortgage the future right now, because I do believe Edmonton is still in a transitional stage right now, and I don't, I don't look at this team as a team that's set for years to come. Yeah, they have the best player in the game, so they're set in that regard, but now it's very important to make sure you're building with the right pieces around him and around the few other players they have that are going to be here and solidify this team. You don't go out there and make rash, crazy um, decisions that are, going to, that are going to affect the future. You just don't. You have to do this methodically. And I do agree with what you just said, and I agree with the text that came in. I, and as an Edmontonian, as talking with people that I know, um, there needs to be, you know, for me, a reset. I think there does have to be a reset. I think this, this team has suffered a long time. You fans of this team have suffered a long time watching and waiting for this team to turn the corner and sustain a certain type of play that they can be, you know, effective and a winning organization for years to come, and it just hasn't, it hasn't happened. So I, I do think there has to be a reset now, though, with the sense that this is going to be a new person coming in here and moving forward, and we can't continue as we do in this market, um, keep punishing for moves that have happened in the past. You just can't do that. You have, you have to look at this as a clean plate and say, okay, let's give whoever comes in here time to turn this ship around and make sure that it's headed in the right direction for years to come and not just one year. Yeah, well, there's no question the fan base is passionate. Um, I'm going to be intrigued to see who gets hired with ultimately in that general manager's role. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a, a different personality, uh, maybe than Peter was. And, and on that note, I certainly don't blame Peter for everything that's gone on here. Like that's, I just want to reiterate that well, point. I, he inherited I, some challenge. Now that said, I don't think he made the most of the opportunity here, and I would say that right to his face. So, well, you know, the one thing that you have to also remember, though, is people were looking at this team a little differently two years ago. Yes, they were. So, uh, you know, I, I did the first round of the playoffs, and it was an amazing atmosphere. People were just super excited and pumped. And they looked at this. I mean, the league was picking the Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley Cup the next year. Right. They were, they, were, they were looked at as one of the best teams in the league at that time. Now, it's drastically changed in the last two years. But 
why has that changed? You know, you look at that and you say, okay, well, the game itself has changed considerably in that time. And I don't think, I don't think anybody expected it to change as quickly as it did. But getting back to Peter Shirelli, under his tenure, they made the playoffs for the only time in the last 12 years. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, things turn for the negative real fast, but they can turn for the positive real fast. That's too. and and yeah. I and I believe that. It, what, what I would say is, I understand the fans that are saying, Bob and Louie, how the hell does that happen when we miss the playoff? It's not going to turn fast, and and you know they're going to take the negative pessimistic view. And until the Oilers win. Nothing is going to change in that regard in terms of the perspective of the fans. And, and, and unfortunately, that's just that's, that's the reality of it. And these fans have stood through thick and thin. And you know what? They deserve to have that opinion. I truly believe that. Yeah, of but course at the same they do. Time, if you love this team and you want to see it move forward, then you have to look at it from that perspective. And one of the biggest positives that I continue to go back to is you have the best player in the game playing on your team. And if you look at those types of players, those generational players with organizations over the years, over the history of the game, Bob, they find a way to win. Yeah. They find a way to win because they're exceptional players. And we've seen the demeanor from Connor over the course of this year, from start to right now. It, ha- it hasn't been good as of late. You can tell he's frustrated. He's even talking back a little bit, which I don't mind him standing up and, and him starting to be a little bit of a leader in that regard. But he, there's a ton of weight on this kid's shoulders. But this kid wants to do nothing more than win. So they just need to make sure that they're doing the right things to facilitate that when you have that type of player in your organization. Well, again, it is a good, you know, I put this out on Twitter yesterday and got some, the obvious negative pushback, and I get that. It's coming. And, and, and frankly, it's warranted based upon where the team is currently at. But this is, first of all, and I didn't even mention this in the tweet. There are lots of hungry individuals that would love the opportunity to turn around the Edmonton Oilers franchise. That's number one, because there's only so many of these jobs out there. In terms, of, There are literally tens of thousands of people in Canada that think they could do it deep down inside. Deep down, you got there are business owners in other businesses that I've received texts from. They're saying, stop, I could come in and change that. Like, they're they're guy Louie, you deal with guys like that every day, right? So and then there's guys that have put the requisite work in that have grinded like I look at Craig Heisinger in Winnipeg and he got brought up today by Elliot Friedman thirty one thoughts and to me Greg's a Winnipeg guy. But he was the equipment manager. The equipment manager of the Winnipeg Jets. And then he worked his way up through True North. He became a valuable uh Manager with the Manitoba Moose, and then when Kevin Shevelday became the GM of the team, Craig was his number two. He's been the number two ever since, and he's grinded for every inch of what he's got. And you know what? Guys like that are hungrier, right? And so, and I look at a guy like Kelly McCrimmon in Brandon all those years. Brandon was a really good team for a long time. Whoa. That's I, how you hone your skill. Dale Talent came from the broadcasting background. It's exactly what you and I are doing. You know, there's, there's, there's guys from all different walks that have been in the business for a long time around the game. And, yeah, I, I think they're going to, like I said, I think they're going to scour the planet for the best possible guy to come in and, and take over the reins. And, and here's the thing. Keith Gretzky in the role right now, too. He's, he's a guy that's done it the right way. He's worked himself into this position right now to be the intern. And you know what? You never know. They're going to they're gonna talk to him, I'm sure, at length to see if maybe he's the right fit to step in as well. But 
that's, that's the process. You're going to have to go through the whole process and make sure you're doing it the right way to try and find the right person. And I, I don't think there's any doubt that what Bob was talking about as far as taking time to make this decision, and I think that's an important thing. You have to make the right decision here and get the, the right person in for this job. All right, Louie, uh, let's have some fun. You got the weekend off, eh? Yep. Good stuff. I do. Yeah. So I'll see you when we get back and uh, back after it. And the final couple months when right. it gets really exciting. All right, Louis. Good stuff. Sounds good. Take care, Louis. That's Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's uh, 1254 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. And I want to mention to you that uh, this March, take the family to the beach during spring break with great deals and fun in the sun destinations. Start planning today. Porta Vallarta, $15.45. Riviera Maya, $16.99. Honolulu, $18.75. These four- and five-star packages include accommodations, airfare, ta- uh, taxis, uh, taxes as well, plus parking at uh, the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. For reservations, call the travel experts at New West Travel or book online at newwesttravel.com. It's twelve fifty-five in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Coming up at 105 for our friends at Canadian... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Power Pack, it will be Brian Burke. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Morgan Black. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.